day. If the light of His presence has brightened your way, oh, will you not tell it to If the souls all around you are living in sin, if the Master has told you to bid them come in, if the sweet invitation they never have heard, Oh, will you not tell them the cheering word? Oh, will you not tell it today? Will you not tell it today? If the light of his presence has brightened your way, oh, will you not tell Good evening all. Let's go to God in prayer. Father God, once again, we've gathered here to worship you and also to proclaim your word. We know that the mission of your kingdom is to preach the word so that the erring soul will come to know you. Tonight, Father, we've gathered here to listen to your word. And we pray that God, everyone that is here will be blessed after listening to your word. And the soul that is far from you will be closer to you. And those who do not know you will come to know you so that your word will go throughout the world and the world will be saved. For me, our preacher tonight into your care, that God, you speak through him let your Holy Spirit be filled in him and let him guide his lips as he speaks your word. We thank you so much. All we ask is to cheer this occasion for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone here who needs to partake of a Lord's Supper this evening? No? Last offer? Definitely no. Okay. Number 627, just over the page. 627. <clears throat> There's a royal banner given for display to the soldiers of the day. As an ensign fair we lifted up today, while as ransom once we sing. Marching on, marching on, for Christ counts everything but lost. For the King of Kings tore and sing, beneath the banner of the cross. Land and sea, wherever man may dwell, make the glorious tidings known. Of the crimson banner, now the story tell, while the war shall claim his own. Marching on, marching on, for Christ and everything that was. For the King of 
We heard a fine lesson this morning and I'm looking forward to hearing the lesson tonight. So after we sing this song, I'll ask Graham to get up and introduce our speaker. Is that okay? Okay. Five four four. Without him I could do nothing, without him I surely fail, without him I would be drifting like a ship without a sail. Jesus, oh Jesus, do you know him today? You can turn him away, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, without him how long? Without him I would be dying, without him I'd be enslaved, without him life would be hopeless, but with Jesus thank God I say. Jesus, oh Jesus, do you know him today? You can turn him away, oh Jesus, oh Jesus, without him, how glad to see so many who are here tonight. Uh, some from, let's see, we've got Livingston, Perth, uh, East Kilbride, Stroke Castle Milk, Perth, Glenrothes, can't forget Willie, and Fayetteville. So glad you're all here tonight. I hope you're encouragement. And don't, let's not forget Jenny from Denny Lonehead, who gave me that look that reminded me that I had to mention Jenny. So glad to see you here as well tonight. Looking for David did an outstanding job this morning. We've had lots of positive comments, a lot of people back tonight. Some of our visitors from this morning back tonight. I'm just guessing that was just David's sermon encouraged them so much they wanted to hear more. 
And uh, I've known David since he was about three, four years, three years old. First time I went to Mabelvale in Arkansas where he grew up. And uh, I think six in the family, is it six children? You're the, like, yeah, I know you look the oldest, but are you the oldest? It's kind of, not quite the oldest. You're the maturest, it's kind of, is that how it works, right? Okay. And he's been working with Fayetteville now for just over a year, I think. It just, yeah, in, beginning of last year. Before that, he preached in Paris, Tennessee. Um, not quite as exotic, but he thoroughly, uh, did, did a thoroughly good job there. And uh, he's been doing youth work there for the Fayetteville congregation. He always saw himself as a pulpit preacher, but uh, Jim was sharing with me today that he's really getting into the, the swing of youth ministry and he sees himself in that role uh, as well. But what a gift this young man has for preaching the gospel. And I know that you'll be encouraged this evening. Did we give you the microphone yet? Right. Well, Edwin's coming up to preach and we'll get that hooked up for you. And teach the word of God for us all in That reading will be John chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. John chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. <clears throat> Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you may also, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Good evening. It's great to be back with you tonight. We have just a few coming in. We'll give them maybe a second to find a seat. It is good to see you uh, again tonight. Good to be back with you. If you were here this morning, uh, I mentioned to you that tonight we're going to talk about how Jesus makes a difference to the lost. This morning we, we looked at the idea about how Jesus makes a difference to the saved, the, the church. Jesus is everything about the church. He is what the church consists of and how he makes a difference in the church. But tonight we're going to go to the lost and we're going to look at the person who is not saved, not redeemed, not cleansed, not justified, the person of the world, the person that is lost and how Jesus makes a difference to that person. Maybe you're there tonight. And I don't mean to be negative about that. I don't want to... Um, offend you by saying that, but it's true. You're either lost or you're saved. And so where are you tonight? Maybe I'm talking to you tonight. When Graham talked to me over the phone, and he, he, we, he talked about this idea of Jesus and how we need Jesus and how Jesus makes a difference, 
I got to this lesson and I was preparing for this lesson. Uh, Jesus makes a difference to the lost. And I got to thinking about how would I go about this lesson? How would I uh, talk about how Jesus makes this difference to the lost? And then I got to thinking about that word lost. You know, you can be lost in a lot of different scenarios and a lot of different ways. I remember whenever I was a child, um, maybe five or six or a little younger, a little older, and my mom would go to Walmart. And what would I do as a child? You know, I'd go off here, this aisle, that aisle. I'd go look at the toys and my mom's shopping for food. Then I'd go back and try to find my mom, and I don't know where she's at. She's doing her thing, and I'm lost. You could be out backpacking. I've heard stories on the news of people that have gone out backpacking especially in colder weather whenever the snow uh, had actually covered up the trails and they were backpacking and they tried to find their way back and they got so lost that they were lost and they were lost for so long uh, the weather actually they died so you can be lost so i got to thinking about that word lost what does it mean to be lost and then I thought about the idea that if you're lost, you have no sense of direction. You don't know where you're going. You don't have any way, no path. And so when we talk about spiritual lost, it's somebody that is not saved, but it's somebody that has no direction. You're just wandering aimlessly in this life. You have no purpose, no meaning. There's, there's nothing... Uh, that is pointing you in the right direction, you're lost. And so I thought about the statement from Jesus. When Jesus said in John 14, 6, which was read for us uh, before the lesson, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so that's what I want to focus on tonight. If, if Jesus is going to make a difference to the lost, how is he going to do that? How is Jesus going to make a difference to the lost and the, the misinformed and the dying and the confused? How is Jesus going to make a difference to that person? He's going to provide them a way. And so in John 14 and verse 6, that's where we will spend our time. Uh, I basically want to take the phrase, I am the way. And we're going to dissect it. We're going to take it apart and look at each word individually and get a better idea and a better understanding of what Jesus meant when he said, I am the way. What does that mean? How can we apply that? And then what is he the way to? And so if you're here tonight and, and you're lost and you're without Jesus, well, I hope, I hope by the end of the lesson tonight, you'll understand where you need to go, what you need to do to be found. Uh, I think we sing that um, in, in a few of our hymns, our songs. I was lost, but now I'm found. So hopefully tonight you can be found. But, but Jesus makes a difference in the life of the lost. Let's take that phrase, John 14, 6. I am the way. Focus on those words. I am the way. Those four words. What does that mean to you? Let's dissect it. I. Jesus said, I am the way. The way is personal. Jesus said, I'm the way. He didn't say, 
He's the way. She's the way. There's the way. Jesus said, I am the way. That makes it very personal. I heard a story on one occasion, and it's just one of those stories that you hear, and it just sticks in your mind. But I heard a story about a missionary, and it it really makes me think about the trip here just because to us this is a mission trip. But I heard about a missionary who once needed uh, to visit a remote village, and there was no airstrip near it, and it was so remote that... Um, the only way to get to this village was to go through the dense jungle. And it was a long walk through this jungle to get to this village where he needed to go. And there was a young boy that was selected to guide this missionary on his journey. And the journey kind of started out easy. There was a path that was already defined in the woods. And, and they were walking and the path got less and less um, visible until they were pushing through trees and branches and bushes. And the missionary got a little bit concerned. And the, the boy in front of him didn't really seem concerned at all. He pulled out a machete that he had and he started chopping away branches and bushes and making a way for them to go through this jungle. And so the missionary thought, you know, I'll just ask the boy because I feel like we're lost. So the boy or the missionary asked the boy, he said, uh, where's the path? We were on a path, but now it's gone. Where's the path? And the little boy looked back at him and said, I am the path. I'm providing it to you. I'm cutting away the branches of the jungle, and I'm going to provide you the path to the village that you need to go. Jesus did that for us spiritually. When he came to the world and he provided the way, Jesus said, I am the path. It's personal. When mankind needed to be shown the way to heaven, Jesus did not send an angel simply to, to point out the direction. Jesus, he did not tap a dignitary to lead a movement to find its source. He did not convene a council and study the situation. No. He came personally. When he saw that mankind was lost and dying in sin, you know, we talked about that this morning when God created his masterpiece called humanity and he looked at it and he said, it's very good. And then sin entered the scene. Something needed to be done. And God put on flesh and he came. In John 1 and verse 14, and the word, which was Jesus, you see, Jesus did not become Jesus until he was born. Before that, he was referred to as the Word. John says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. You see, when mankind needed a way, we were lost. He came to the earth to provide that way. When he arrived, he did not say that he knew a way. Oh, I know a way. He didn't say that he read in a book and he read about some valuable information about the way. No. He said, I am the way. He claimed to be personally the way to God. In John 12 and verse 32, Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto 
me. I. It's personal. Jesus. I am. Jesus says I am. I am. Uh, that's present. It's personal, but now it's present. You see, Jesus didn't say I was the way. Oh, you missed it. I was. He didn't say I will be. I am. He's always been the way. He is the way and always will be the way. In a, in, in a hundred years, the way will still be present. I am. Jesus has not been on the earth for nearly 2,000 years, but we do not refer to Jesus in past tense. Caesar, Pilate, Josephus, Paul, Peter, all these men, we refer to them in past tense because they lived and they died and they are no more. Their souls exist. Their souls will continue on throughout eternity. But we don't refer to them in the present tense because they're gone. But we do Jesus. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is present. Jesus said in Matthew 28 and verse 20, and I am with you always, even to the end of the earth. He's here. He's always present. Jesus Christ is never changing. He has never supplanted or replaced the way. He has always been the way and will always be the way. I, it's personal. Jesus, he's the way. Am, it's present. It's the way tonight as we're talking tonight. He's the way. He'll be the way tomorrow. I am. The, think about the word the. What, what, what is the? If I say I 